Here it is. From deep inside your audio device of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just about to sweep out the final droppings of 2019. We're going to have 2020 vision in foresight, literally, in just a few days. So time to take a quick, ultra-speedy look back in part two. Reeling in the year. 2019, the year in rebuke. Early in the year, we had the spectacle of Bill and Hillary Clinton on the road doing joint personal appearances, following up on the uh, successful release of her book, What Happened? And pretty soon people were asking the same question about that tour. Clinton something, the wilderness years. Okay, Hillary, let's just take it again from uh, you finishing up the sequence from your book. And to go back to the question that is this book's title, what happened? That's my best recollection. Of course, that leaves us with only one more question. Why? Bill? As in, why dredge all that up again? We agreed that line is out. (laughs) We, as in you. Folks, folks. Look, I distinctly remember we were at the Italian restaurant in Larchmont. Mm -hmm. This was right before Thanksgiving. Right. I told you that line made me feel... (sighs) I think the word you used was re-victimized. I have never used that word. Never, never, never would. Guys, this is great stuff. Oh, oh, uh, hold on, Kirby. uh, This is important. Either people are going to get to see authentic me as well as authentic Hillary, or they're not. Why start now? Way out of line, Toots. Okay, kids, I'm going to call a 10. I'll go get some coffee, and we'll pick this up when I get back. Good work. Not the first director we were scared off. We're two people sitting on chairs talking about ourselves. I still don't know why we even need a director. Because we're two people on chairs talking about ourselves. Somebody's got to bring something else to the table. Mm Mm-hmm. Frankly, I think Kirby brings nothing but attitude to the table. What attitude? He's not gay. Anything but. He seems to think that everything out of your mouth is gold, and everything I say is, I don't know, surplus verbiage or something. Hun, he's trying to help. We brought him in for a reason. If our ticket prices get any lower, we'll be paying people to attend. we got to spice this thing up. We are not inviting Jennifer Flowers to join us. Okay. Then what? Well, I still think my idea of a longer Q&A segment would do plenty of spicing up, especially this week. Mm-hmm. How so? You don't think anybody's going to ask you or me what we think about Joe Biden's... Physicality? I wouldn't doubt it for a minute. Well, I know what my answer would be. Uh-huh. I worked with Joe for years in the Obama administration, and he was nothing but a gentleman towards me. Maybe he's just not that into pantsuits. Nice. And your answer would be? Joe and I both come from the generation that ignited the sexual revolution. And So why did only your behavior become revolting? <laughs> See? I spiced it up already. Uh-huh. You know what? 
I actually think you're onto something there. About your behavior? It's about, about time. Sho- about the show. All the really successful husband and wife deals, they've been about some sort of tension, some frisson between them. Mm-hmm. You know, Carville and Mary Madeline, mm-hmm. Sonny and Cher. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we need. Great. Because I've been saving up. Anger? Oh, no. Just frisson. You're not going to go on another I cost you the election rant. You don't look Russian to me. Okay. I do think this beats hell out of me talking about what happened to the money in Haiti. Well, that's always good for a laugh, but (laughs) the follow-up questions are a bitch. Uh Uh-huh. So, what, we should just go out and bicker like every married couple we know? It seems almost cliche. And then whatever anyone can say about us, darling, Mm -hmm. we're not cliche. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Okay, look, Kirby's on his way back in. I don't think we do this on our own. We need a professional's touch. How about this? He's a humor pro. He also can bring a certain expertise to material about the uh, the Biden thing. Not Matt Lauer. <laughs> no. Al Franken. Youthful angst and senior angst. Together, they add up to Clinton something. The Wilderness Years. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Harry Shearer. Your somewhat horse host, which is better than a horse vessel host, I guess, these days. It was um, earlier in the year that President... (laughs) (laughs) President Trump's daily schedule, or the public version thereof. A lot of stuff not on it. Much like the um, transcript, so-called. It's actually a summary of the portentous July 25th phone call between (laughs) President Trump and uh, President Zelensky of um, Ukraine. But what we knew of the daily schedule made public was that a whole host, whole blocks of the day were set aside and are set aside, as far as we know, to something called executive time. can lose those briefing papers They're not really worth a dime Believe me There's nothing brief about my briefings They just cut into executive time I know more than most of my experts It's true I'd learn more from watching a mime They're incredible I'm at my Most productive When I'm deep Into executive Time Checking in with Hannity Watching Laura For a laugh Calling up my Oldest pals about my staff 
safe for most of each day From that swamp filled with incredible slime Cause for me, there's no time Like executive time Executive time golfing in that amazing Florida climb but I'm making that major sacrifice for the sake of executive time I'm trapped inside this White House believe me when no way the stakes are prime The least I can ask is two-thirds of each day Devoted to executive time Got to know how I am covered To keep ahead of the slobs Of course I have to watch Tucker And keep tabs on Lou Dobbs Got to think about who to attack As an obstructor and a wrecker Got to talk about fighting back With my old pal David Pecker I'm safe for most of each day From that swamp filled with incredible slime Cause for me There's no time Like executive time Executive time 2019 was a successful year for... (laughs) President Trump, despite the fact he got impeached, he succeeded in his primary objective, which, as I think I mentioned earlier on this program, was an objective, a strategy known well to five-year-olds. It's called Major Look. One of the things we were looking at, compelled to look at earlier in the year, was the mysterious way that a lot of security clearances happened to be conferred upon members of the Trump administration without a lot of process Uh, Members including the president's own son-in-law. This week, for the first time, winning looks a lot like losing. And for the businessman turned chief executive, nothing makes a long plane trip home from Asia seem longer than bad in-flight entertainment. Mike. Yes, sir. Sorry I was sleeping when you buzzed. You didn't actually answer until I hit the electroshock button. (laughs) Deep sleeper, sir. How can I help? Help? Only wish someone could help. You can't help. But watch this. Look at this little Long Island pisher. Mm -hmm. Mr. Trump is a liar, a con man, and a mobster. Yes, sir. I 
I saw Mr. Cohen's statement. He says mobster like it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair interpretation. Look, I know we got nothing from that fat show with the $2 haircut in North Korea. Well, he he did offer to shut down one warhead fabrication facility. That's like me offering to shut down one campus of Trump University. Well, I think we made the best of the situation by walking out before he did. Listen, Mike, in case you haven't noticed one inedible rule of this life, nobody walks out on Trump. <laughs> I wouldn't think it's right. Good. Now, here's your new task. Mm -hmm. Kim still likes me, right? Oh, I think you two retain a, a remarkable chemistry. Yeah, it's like we're starring in a buddy cop movie with no crime, right? I think that's a fair interpretation. Okay. Now, his foreign minister guy came out and disagreed with our statement about why we walked. Mm -hmm. Made us look like liars or something. Yes, we suggested that they not do that. Great, but... great. So they owe us one. Mm. So here's your task. Mm -hmm. Get on the phone to Chairman Kim. We'll probably have to wait till we land. Security doesn't want Kim to have this number. Fine, whenever. Soon whenever, but here's the deal. Get Kim to issue a new statement. Well, I, I don't think he's going to walk back the words of his own foreign minister. Forget about that. We want him to put out a strong statement, the kind he's terrific at, that says, no holds barred. Michael Cohen's a liar. Mm -hmm. And specifically, mm -hmm. that Kim has seen my grades in college and they're incredible. Can you do it? Well, sir, I think we could draft something brief and relatively to the point that uh, we can ask him to sign off on. Uh, whether he does or not... He's up to you. Right? That's a fair interpretation. Kellyanne, you're looking hot today. Thank you, sir. Your tie's looking even longer than usual. Hey, thanks. I was trying something. So, how's that no-good husband of yours? Thinks bashing Trump is good for his law business? <laughs> Sir, I remember telling you a couple of times before this that we've got an agent for a James Carville, Mary Madeline kind of deal after 2020. He's got to do that. It's his... His shtick. Uh, I get it. I don't have to like it, but I get shtick. Teddy Roosevelt got shtick. So, like, darling, mm -hmm. your whole team, the whole communication thing, is not cooking on all cylinders? I think considering the crossfire we got this week, our messaging got out there pretty darn well. If Anke doesn't want to do Colbert, Don Jr. grew that horrible beard, now I, even I don't trust him. Eric, I don't know what's with him. But look, Bill Shine can take care of all that once he decides he still works for me. You, I've got a very special task for this week. Very sensitive, very, you might say, delicate. I can do delicate. Okay, here's your story. I'm getting killed on the security clearance for Jared. The security hawks don't like it. The good government types don't like it. The people who don't like the Jews don't like I it. I get it. Some fine people. And you know, he said he wanted it. I got it for him. Now I'm taking heat for it. Where's he? I mean that literally. I don't know where the hell he is. According to my phone... He's somewhere in the Middle East. I know where he is. He's at some bank trying to raise money to save that ugly Fifth Avenue building of his from going down the tubes. Have you seen that thing? You wouldn't put something that looks like that in Orlando. Never mind Fifth freaking Avenue. Sir, my office says they can get him on the line for you. No. I don't want to do this. This is... It's family. It's... It's, it's, it's business. It's... It's family business. Got to be done by an outsider. Who's still... Inside enough to be on the team? That's you. Here's the deal. 
you gotta ask him to get back his security clearance. You know, I'm just brainstorming this as we speak, thinking this just might possibly be something for the security people? Kellyanne, use your beautiful noggin for once. If I wanted to handle by the security people in the first place, that's what I would have done. Delicate stuff like this is not for them. So, can you do it? He's going to take this as a negative thing coming from me. Doesn't have to be forever. This stuff runs its course, boils itself over. He can have his precious security clearance back. I mean, if it's such a big deal, he would have gotten his piece of crap building rescued by now. <laughs> so, you'll, uh, what do the kids say? Crush this task? This'll get out. No way of keeping it quiet. Quiet, schmiet. We just need to be able to say this is a fake story again. My husband will write three columns bashing me for it. So? I'll do it. It's good for the shtick. New team, new tasks, same mission. We're going to make security clearances great again. Now, the world is his boardroom. The Presidentus. This week, it always goes off script. This year, I think it became apparent to the most casual observer that uh, (laughs) President Trump doesn't tell the truth a lot. Not because he has a specific motivation for covering up X or Y. It's just who he is. about the Nobel Peace Prize He lies about his favorite bands He lies about his inauguration crowd size He lies about the size of his hands He lies about players taking a knee He lies about the margin of his vote He lies about how much he watches TV He lies about the book that he wrote You know he lies about his female accusers He lies about cold being clean He lies about beggars being choosers He lies about his ratings on the screen He lies about what he may recall He lies about what he forgets He lies about who's paying for the wall Lies about what he paid for his jets He lies about Obama's place of birth He lies because it's day or it's night He lies about 
his own net worth. He lies because it just feels right. He lies about Canada and France, maybe even about the Viennese. He lies about what's in his pants. But up to now, maybe he don't know how he doesn't lie about WMDs. We avert our gaze, ladies and gentlemen, from 2019 hindsight for just a moment to focus on... The Apologies of the Week. We're so sorry. The British supermarket chain, Tesco, has apologized after ham was dumped in the kosher section in one of its stores. The incident took place early this week in a store in Barkingside, a town in the London borough of Redbridge, home to a large Jewish population. Some of the ham products strewn in the kosher section were open. Quote, quote, we're sorry for any upset this has caused. We immediately removed these products from the kosher section, said a Tesco spokesperson to the Jewish Chronicle. Quote, although this appears to have been an accident in a busy store, it should not have happened, and we will check the kosher, kosher section regularly to ensure it doesn't happen again. Check the halal section, too, won't you? Independent pop artist Slater, real name Catherine Slater, has issued an apology for her past use of racial slurs on a since-deactivated Twitter account after years old offensive tweets were uncovered and brought to light this week. I'm sorry for letting you down. I'm sorry for all those appalling tweets seven or eight years ago. I had a One Direction Fifth Harmony SASS account. It's kind of a fan thing. I was extremely annoying and cringy and would use slurs and say other things online because I thought I was being funny or edgy, unquote. But she continued, quote, as I matured, I realized it's never funny or cool to use those words under any circumstances. Very shortly after this period of time, I realized the way I was tweeting was disgusting and ignorant, and I stopped, unquote. St. Louis pop performer explained she has grown and changed so much since she used the offensive account when she was about 15 years old. Quote, eight years is a lot of time to reflect, grow, mature, and better know yourself as a human being. She said, adding that being uneducated and young is never an excuse to use hate speech. It's a good reason, though. Quote, I hate myself a lot more than any of you could ever hate me right now. I don't know how to make this up to any of you, but I'm really sorry. The tweets were from 2012. Used by a then-teenage Slater before she became a popster. They revealed liberal use of the N-word, which doesn't sound that liberal to me. The account has since deactivated. Incidentally, Slater's old account was a fan account for pop star Camila Cabello, who recently issued her own apology for her previous use of racist, racist speech. Pass it on, babe! Deadline Des Moines, a Des Moines middle school principal has apologized for denying students pizzas that had already been delivered to their classroom for a year-end pizza party promised by their teacher. Principal Thomas Hoffman intercepted the pizzas Thursday, citing a school fairness policy that led to a parent 
posting about the incident on social media, saying his son and classmates were unfairly denied and that their teacher was left in tears. He was all excited they get their pizzas today and he wasn't going to eat breakfast because they get pizza, he told the Des Moines Register. The teacher had already paid for the pizzas when the principal intercepted them and told students there would be no pizza party. His Facebook post, the parents, was shared more than 3,000 times, drew thousands of angry responses, mostly directed at the principal. Then the principal, Thomas Hoffman, issued a public apology saying he was overly strict in applying the school standards. Several restaurants planned to send pizzas to the school the next day. The principal welcomed the move. Guess he needed some pizza. Dateline Columbia, South Carolina, a South Carolina lawmaker who tweeted criticism this month at U.S. military cadets for flashing the OK hand sign on TV during the Army-Navy football game, is apologizing after a review found the cadets and midshipmen were playing a game, not displaying a white power symbol. State Representative Mandy Powers Norell, a Lancaster, South Carolina Democrat, issued a public apology to the Military Academy and the Naval Academy and private apologies to the cadets involved in the incident after facing backlash for her comments. She said the uh, original tweet directed at the cadets in the institutions was typed in the passion of the moment and without proper reflection. I hope they can learn from this moment of I ha- as I have that words, gestures, and symbols matter and they may mean different things to different people. Also, I want to take this opportunity to earnestly apologize to institutions for some of the words I used in publicly describing the environment surrounding the incident as potentially cruel and disrespectful to minority members of the service, she said. Powers Norell told a local newspaper she also sent personal letters to the cadets whose names she does not know. Just chew on that for a moment while I chew on this. Dateline Hobbs, New Mexico. One New Mexico sports writer learned the hard way that when you, what you say on social media never really goes away. People were outraged when they saw what he posted about the final score of a high school boys basketball game. Following the Hobbs boys basketball team's victory over the Ship Rock Chieftains, Jason Farmer tweeted the score, Eagles Hoops Scalps Chieftains, 95-39. to Post has a lot of people saying, It was racist and a terrible use of words. Coming from a high school student and being Hispanic, I don't think it was necessary to post on social media, even if the team already won. It was very uncalled for, said a a student. At the time, Farmer defended the post on social media, saying in part it was just him having fun with the team mascot names, but he later backtracked, issuing a public apology, stating he has since learned the post was very inappropriate and completely insensitive to the Native American community. Some people... To talk to a local TV station, think he only apologized because of the backlash. The editor of the newspaper said they're taking a closer look at the tweet and Farmer. Mr. Farmer's tweet is not reflective of our journalism standards and values. We're conducting a personal review of what happened, even though they don't know the names. No. And we apologize that this unfortunate incident occurred, said the newspaper's statement. Can there still be ticket scalpers? Fox News host Katie Pavlich on Friday walked back her assertion that the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's cut of Donald Trump's cameo in Home Alone 2 was censorship. She noted that the edit took place years before Trump actually became president. During Thursday's broadcast of Fox and Friends, she took issue with the CBC 
after fellow co-host Ed Henry called it Trump derangement syndrome. Pavlich groused it was ulcer censorship. Hours later, Trump tweeted out an article recapping Pavlich's comments while added, The movie will never be the same. Just kidding. He also suggested the Canadian Prime Minister was behind the edit. At the end of Friday's edition of a Fox News chat show, Pavlich, serving one of the hosts, as one of the hosts, took a moment to issue something of a mea culpa. After co-host Dana Perino noted the CBC insisted the film wasn't edited for political purposes, which guest host Michael Loftus called a lie, Pavlich said, I have to issue a correction, because apparently this edit happened in 2014. I was saying it would have been censorship if they did it now, because it would have been political. But it happened before he was president. So I apologize for that. However, it is still stupid. Unquote. A stupid apology. The apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast a year. We're looking back on that had a lot of people saying a lot of memorable things. If you want to know the truth, I think that it could have been somebody who was uh, loose and stupid. The buck stops with everybody. The kidney has a very special place in the heart. I, I admit fully that, 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 that my judgment was probably colored by my um, tendency to be too honorable, but that's just the way it is. I guess it is. That latter, of course, was Prince Andrew of Great Britain doing a disastrous television interview trying to explain his friendship, which he said was not really a friendship, but he had to fly over and stay at Jeffrey Epstein's house for four days to tell Epstein post-conviction for uh, soliciting prostitution that they couldn't be friends anymore, even though they never really were friends. He was friends with his girl, uh, Epstein's girlfriend. The Jeffrey Epstein story just grew and grew in 2019. Uh, people learned more about those who were associated with the disgraced former hedge fund leader, who had only one client for his hedge fund, apparently, the uh, head of the limited Leslie Wexner. Um, but we learned on this program, if you didn't learn elsewhere, of the incredibly lax conditions for Epstein's 13 months of confinement for that one charge of which he was found guilty, the conditions which allowed him to go to work every day for up to 12 hours and just, you know, hang and go to jail to sleep. Uh, that arrangement was negotiated by his lawyers, a team of which included not only Alan Dershowitz, but former Clinton special counsel, that is to say, the one who investigated Clinton, Kenneth Starr, as well as a couple of guys with um, White House connections. The story seemed to stop when Epstein, Epstein was jailed and then died in jail. But more information is dribbling out about the people who frequented his private island, flying there on his private plane, known to them all as the Lolita Express. Used to hit a hedge fund Used to getting my way When I needed anything It was child's play to pay Politicians flocked to money Like pathetic moths to a flame So sharing lots of goodies Became part of my game Did I get favors in return? I invite you to guess 
paybacks for trips aboard the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express. The Lolita Express. You could say I had a wandering eye. Other parts of me wandered too. I'm not gonna lie. Now, Jeffrey helped my foundation. That surely earned him some smiles. Bringing relief to beleaguered Caribbean Isles. So I dropped in on his own island, relieving my stress, lending my gravitas to the Lolita Express, the Lolita Express, the Lolita Express. The biggest hit ever on NBC. Jeff and I were the big shots at the top of the tree. He liked his women, and boy, did he like them young. Me, I always dug action <laughs> with no shortage of hung. So his island became my occasional address. But I never knew the guy or the so-called Lolita Express, the whatever express, the whatever express. Believe me, I'm Ken Starr. I screwed up at Baylor. Now I'm a lawyer for hire. I keep the fat from going into the fire. Tried to bring down Bill, then I helped save his ass and let Don retain a hint of his touch of class. Jeff, work release. Almost no jail for this mess. And as a man of faith, I never got near the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express. Life is a bitch. But it's not so bad. Still got the island and the Upper East Side pad. Still hang with the royals and celebrities galore. Though they don't want to be photographed with me anymore. I've still got my looks. Hey, I undress to impress. No way I'm selling my 
Lolita Express, Lolita Express, that Lolita Express. We all have our grudges. Most of us have never been judges. When it comes to attention, more is less. You could have fooled me. So please spread the word. Forget you ever heard about the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express. Meanwhile, in heaven. That isn't one of them. 
another clown. But he had a real job, mm -hmm. Attorney General. Yeah. He wasn't just my pro bono lawyer flunky like this this Rudy guy. No, no he was a real official. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. And, and let me tell you this, Holden. Mm -hmm. You never, ever saw me getting involved with the New York Italians. That's I mean, right. this Trump fellow, I guess, he just spent too much time in Queens. But any New Yorker whose name ends in a consonant should know better. Well, uh, Giuliani did have the halo effect from ground zero. Oh, that stuff just fades with time. Mm. Nobody knows that better than me. Sure. By the time Watergate rolled around. Anybody still care about me out-debating Khrushchev in that phony kitchen? Well, of course, the media never mentioned and it. And that's the other thing, mm. you see. The media. <laughs> sure. This guy pretends to be so tough on the media and so forth. Mm -hmm. Yep. The one time he takes away somebody's press pass, then he backs down. Didn't a court decide? Which I don't suppose I need to point out. Mm -hmm. That's why I put the FBI on their damn tail. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Scare the crap out of them. Right. It's not a big public thing. No. So the other side can't mobilize their hippies and bra burners to put pressure on you. Don't think they're burning bras anymore. Well, whatever they're burning. Flags or so forth. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, Holman. Right. They're always burning something. You know, just sc scanning the clips, the most references are about uh, one of your articles of impeachment being about obstructing Congress, and that's what First of all, they weren't my articles. No. And most importantly, it never came to vote in the House. Of course, because you... So, there were articles. Yes. But there was no impeachment. Right. And if the members of my own party had had just one hundredth of the backbone these Republicans seem to have now... Well, <laughs> he really does seem to have them pretty scared. Well, see, that's what you want. Hmm. If they love you, they can always just fall out of love. But they never stop being afraid of you. Say it's primal. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Hill Johnson knew that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And of course, uh, this guy has the advantage of not uh, having a double-crossing little weasel like John Dean testifying against him on TV. Well... Not yet. I mean, it took a while. And he doesn't have somebody gunning for him like Senator Sam Irvin with his obvious political agenda. Well, he was a Democrat. Saying to his northern Democrat friends, Oh, as long as I keep this vendetta against Nixon going, you won't give a damn if I hate black people. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, was his right back then, I suppose. Well, do you want me to stop uh, flagging the Trump impeachment clips? Damn it, Haldeman, of course not. Hmm. I just want you to get Pat Buchanan back on TV. I can probably get it back on your TV, but... All right. I understand. I mean, you know, it's a... At least just circle them in black. 2019 was, according to the news site Axios.com, the year of the largest number of mass shootings in recent American history. One of them took place in Dayton, Ohio, which <laughs> President Trump mistakenly identified as Toledo. May God bless the memory of those who perished in Toledo. May God protect them. You know, I am the most unracist person. Married to a Jewish guy. Ha, ha, ha. 
president so devoted to the task of saving human lives. Human lives. I love them. I comfort grieving loved ones. It's the heartbeat of my credo. Hey!
And those troublesome people in Trump's life, well, no matter what you may think, he doesn't know them. Little Stormy was a handful In spite of all the hype I paid a load of chump change No way was she my type Now when anybody asks I don't care if I upset her But this I can tell you I never even met her
one If, like me, you're the Don From beauty queens to Ukraine goons There's a flash, then they're gone They always want a piece of me A genius would never let them So don't bother asking who they are I'll swear I never met them This year was the time when <laughs> President Trump saw fit to remind us of his um, intellectual capacities. They're huge. Pelosi thinks that she's so smart she can just spit out subpoenas. But she'll learn soon enough who's a very stable genius. was a real smart guy at least that's what I'm told he thought up all of these theories although he looked real old but you never saw him on TV not network not even cable so, when you're talking geniuses, I'm the one who's very stable, very stable. brilliant like the sun when you needed a brand new code thought up that guy was number one but he didn't even speak English not willing 
maybe not able. So when you're talking geniuses, I'm the one who's very stable. Very stable. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, I've known them all, met them more than twice. The Google people. The Facebook guy, they'd ask for my advice. Clearly, they were sharp as tacks, sitting at my conference table. But when you're talking geniuses, I'm the. Very stable, very stable. Elon Musk is building ships to Mars and maybe Venus, but even nutty Elon knows I'm a very stable. That's the Heavy on Music Year in Rebuke 2019. The show returns next week, same time, same station, on radio, whenever you want it on your audio device of choice. Tip of the show, chapeau to Pam Halstead and to Thomas Walsh at WWN on New Orleans. And to uh, the San Diego desk. And I'm on Twitter at the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. So long from the home of the homeless.